Today we check in with Matt Brewer, who says algae is beautiful. Yeah, it looks beautiful to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather pull pull crankbaits in five to ten feet of water and uh, not be able to see down a foot uh, than than pulling cranks earlier in the season when you're looking down and you can actually see walleye scattering as your boat drives over. And when it's August and you're talking to Matt Brewer, it's not just fish bait; it's also bear bait. What we're trying to accomplish is to get bears coming in on a regular basis so that, um, you know, when it comes season opener on September 1st and you get up in the in the stand or a client gets up in the stand, uh, the bears that have been coming in uh, habitually and religiously, that they come back. A ton of outdoor topics with Matt Brewer from North Country Guide Service. That's coming up next. Got my fishing pool keys, tackle box in my hand Gonna catch a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm fishing for bugging country You're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country Checking in with our good friend Matt Brewer from Roth Country Guide Service. Uh, Matt, you told me before we got going here, you had one of your busiest weeks of the year last week. What was going on? Oh, just a combination of work and guiding. And uh, one of one of our employees was was out, and I had to do some extra work. And <laughs> and then uh, guiding was really crazy this past week. And I'm trying to squeeze in as much guiding as I can before fall because I'll after uh, bear hunting and and some of our uh, late August and early September guide trips, then I'll I'll start backing off of fishing uh, to concentrate on hunting, and that's kind of my <laughs> that's kind of my relaxation for the year is uh, September, October, November, and then and then we start back up, obviously. But uh, trying to pump as many trips out here as we can before before that happens. So, well, I, just a little advice to you, uh, I would say give up the the working part, and you'll be much clearer on your schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and probably uh, much clearer in my mind, but uh, unfortunately, I, I can't do that. Need yeah. some insurance. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. All right, so let's talk about the fishing last week and the last couple of weeks. What's what's been going on out there? So we're on like a, about a three week string. Um, the algae bloom started on Lake Bemidji and and many of the other lakes in the area, but I've been I've been just sticking with and stuck on Bemidji. Um, the algae bloom started and. Uh, that's usually kind of my, one of my favorite times of the year, aside from probably spring. Um, we can start transitioning over to crankbaits and, and, uh, lead core and jig wraps, things that, you know, you're, you're keying in more on the, the fish's, uh, aggression or, or natural uh, instinct to feed than, than their actual hunger. Um, so you're pulling baits by them really quick and they have a split second to decide if they want to eat it or not. Or if you're jig wrapping, you know, you're ripping it in their face and, and all of a sudden the instinct kicks in and they're like, I'm going to hit that and I don't know why. Um, <laughs> so you're kind of, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're more, uh, just trying to put baits in front of, of fish and, and moving really quick, um, so that they, uh, they just eat and they don't even know why rather than, you know, pulling a crawler real slow in front of them and they can follow it and they have all this time to decide whether they're hungry or not. So it's uh it's a really fun time of year and I've been pulling crankbaits for the most part. Uh jig wrapping is working really well, but it's a little tougher for clients to get used to. Um so crankbaits is is really easy and really fun and uh 
lead core is working out deep in like 17 to 26 feet of water um, and jig wrapping out in those depths as well and then um, pulling cranks up in, in shallow too, like up on the rocks or up on clam bars or in the cabbage weeds, um, spending a lot of time, you know, like on the shorelines uh, working some of the, the good cabbage that Bemidji has and, and the walleyes have just been absolutely on fire. It's been really good. You know, you, you mentioned eating even if they're not hungry and not even knowing why. I mean, it's like with me. If I go by a place and there's a bowl of M&Ms, I will eat them whether I'm hungry or not. It's just instinctive. <laughs> so so we'll start calling it uh, the Kev Jackson M&M phenomenon. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I was mentioning, somebody was mentioning how uh, gross the water looks when it gets green like that. I said, yeah, but if you're fishing, that's what you want because... That uh, makes the, the walleyes a little more active than they have been maybe for the, the month prior to that. Yeah, it looks beautiful to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather pull, pull crankbaits in 5 to 10 feet of water and uh, not be able to see down a foot uh, than, than pulling cranks earlier in the season when you're looking down and you can actually see walleyes scattering as your boat drives over. So uh, right now you're, we're kind of hidden uh, obviously, they can feel the vibration and sense the boat going over, but you know if they can't see you, they're not uh, not nearly as apt to to scoot off. So it's been, it's been pretty darn good. We're putting anywhere from like fifteen to uh, yesterday we did thirty nine fish. Wow! Uh, I did I did a double and and uh, we've been putting about those numbers in the boat every day. And with the uh, with the tournament fishermen in town and. Uh, pre-fishing and getting ready for the tournament those guys are going to have some pretty full cards that it should be pretty easy for them to put uh five fish on the card over 14 inches and uh we had a couple fish over 20 yesterday and they should be able to find some of those and those guys know what they're doing uh when it comes to big fish and and uh it should be a good tourney yeah and, and for those who aren't aware matt is talking about the aim state championship on lake Bemidji. what is it uh, thursday friday saturday or friday saturday sunday I'm not even 100% sure. I should probably figure it out because I'm going to be out there uh, <laughs> and I might be wrecking some of their days, but but I'm out there all year. So yeah, That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's your territory, man. Well, what about some of your other uh, guys who are fishing for other species and on other lakes? What are you hearing from them? Um, well, Justin hasn't been doing a lot of guiding, but he's been out uh, uh, you know, out with family and, and spending a lot of time with uh, with his old man and with the kids, and he's been doing a lot of pan fishing and walleye fishing on smaller lakes, and he's been doing really well. So it looks like the panfish bite is still still going. I've heard that the bass are, are really going. Uh, you can get them in shallow and off steeper breaks. They're starting to, uh, some of the bigger fish are starting to move a little deeper. Um, musky fishermen, I haven't had a chance to go a single time this year, and it's killing me. I, mm. This is the time of year I would love to be musky fishing, and it looks like guys are doing absolutely fantastic. And, uh, and I'd love to get out. If if I got a call right now asking for a musky trip in the rain, <laughs> I, I would take it because I, I'm dying to go. But um, but everything is kind of going good. Jason's been Jason's been Jason. <laughs> he typically is chasing bigger fish instead of numbers, and uh, and he's finding them. So he's he's tinkering around on some of the other smaller lakes and and rigging big minnows and and doing Jason things. And he's been doing doing very well. So. Um, I know he did a trip, I think it was last week, and, and did Bemidji, and they, they put some nice fish in the boat and some good numbers, too. So it, it's been just good all around, and and I think uh, even 
even the guys who aren't out every day can go out and, and catch some fish. So we talk about it all the time, but man, Bemidji is just a it's just a very solid lake. Yeah, it always and it's all natural reproduction. That's right. the cool thing about it. Um and yeah, it's an absolute walleye factory. You know, we don't we don't get the big numbers of big fish or, you know, we don't see a lot of fish over 30 inches every year. I don't hear about very many. But if you're looking for just good walleye fishing, Lake Bemidji is your place. Up next, we talk more fish with Matt Brewer, and then we head to the woods. Some people fish, some people don't. Those people are clueless. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Mr. Matt Brewer from North Country Guide Service, my guest today. Now, with the algae bloom uh, on, that means we'll have a nice, you know, pretty good solid bite here uh, going through the rest of the month. And then, of course, we start to see the temperatures cool down. That fall bite kicks in, and then it only gets better. Yeah, and the thermocline is already set up real nice in about 29 to 30 feet. And, uh, you know, with how green the water is getting, you know, turnover isn't too terribly far away, so... Um, up until turnover, we're going to have some really good fishing, and then you know we'll have maybe a week or two lull uh, once turnover happens, and then that fall bite really kicks in, and, and that's a, an awesome time to be out as well. I just I refrain from going out that time of year anymore. I just can't can't keep me away from the woods. So. <laughs> even even for muskies, I might be able to talk me into a muskie trip <laughs> this fall, but but uh, uh, for walleyes, I'm. I get to this time of year, and I'm like, eh, i kind of done. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen enough of them. But, but muskies uh, really kick in in the fall, too, and the worse the weather gets, the better the muskie bite gets and the bigger they get. Right, yeah. You get into those, like, November muskies, and they're just absolutely plump full of ciscos, and and they've got the big, giant bellies, and, and they'll bite. So, Well, I know at best... Half of your brain is on fishing because the other half is definitely on hunting right now. Um, we also the first thing we do hunting season wise, uh, I think uh, at least that you do, Matt, is is bear baiting. Yep, yep, bear baiting starts this Friday, so we'll be we'll be gung ho um, getting bear baits out on Friday, and uh, I think it's Friday. I hope it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll be gung ho doing that Friday, and then. Uh, taking care of our clients uh, over the weekend while trying to bear bait as well. Um, I got Tim. Uh, he's also a licensed guide for us, so he'll be running baits while I'm while I'm guiding fishing and kind of tag teaming it. And, and we've got a, a pretty full uh, full roster this year of hunters. And we had one kid and, and one female, so uh, it's nice and diverse and should be, should be a, a decent year. It's a little worrisome. You never know until you get that first week under your belt, but there's a heck of a lot of food out there. Uh, blueberries, raspberries, they've kind of, raspberries have kind of come to an end a little bit here, but there's still some. And uh, blackberries are just starting to go. Hazelnuts are crazy. If you have walked past an oak tree uh, recently, <laughs> <laughs> the acorn crop this year is quite good. So it's a little little scary for uh, a bear guide, but uh, I, I think we'll make it work. So, All right, for those who aren't familiar with the bear baiting and we had this conversation last year but it's really fascinating give us the first of all your recipe and and what we're trying to accomplish with bear baiting um well what we're trying to accomplish is to get bears coming in on a regular basis so that um you know when it comes 
season opener on September 1st and you get up in the in the stand or a client gets up in the stand, uh, the Bears that have been coming in uh, habitually and religiously that they come back um, and it gives a hunter an opportunity to harvest a bear. And Minnesota had the choice, um, kind of all the states had a choice on how you want to go about it. And uh, instead of allowing dogs um, or going all natural, which is almost impossible, um, we opted for bait. So we're lucky enough to be able to bait for a couple weeks and try to get, uh, you know, take inventory on what's out there and, and hopefully try to pattern some bears and, and be able to put people on them. And my recipe, um, it's, it's nothing really secret, but uh, a healthy mix of trail mix and bread and, um, and then we'll throw out some oils and we might, uh, might hang some stink bags if, if we got bait stations that are getting, uh, kind of missed and we know there's bears in the area we'll um we'll add some of that or oil and uh, i've got some maple syrup uh, homemade maple syrup that i've got ready to go and uh, liquid smoke we'll spray that in the canopy of the trees and uh, all sorts of different tricks and tactics and then once a, a bear starts hitting you kind of you kind of figure out what they want to eat you know if you got um, some leftover meat or something in there and uh, you got a bear that loves the meat then you'll start putting more meat in there uh, obviously they're they're looking for protein right now trying to uh, trying to gain some much needed fat for their long winter so um, so protein is a key I try not to over sugar things um, you don't want to you don't want to make a bear's stomach upset because uh, like if you go to the China buffet and you get sick you're probably not going to go back there so um, you know, it's kind of the same thing with bears. If you if you make them sick a, a time or two, they're probably not going to come back, or or at least they'll be really inconsistent on it. So we try to stick with things that are providing them with nutrition and protein, and and uh, hopefully they keep coming back. Okay, I got to tell you, this just seems like a dirty trick to me. You know, I mean, it's like Tuto Bene letting me come in for a free meal for weeks at a time, and then one time I show up and Tony Soprano's waiting for me. It just doesn't seem fair. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a, a lot of people feel that way, but it's, uh, it's a heck of a lot harder than it sounds. I like, know. Uh, you know, pe- people think you throw a couple couple blocks of licorice out there, and then you go sit in your stand and you shoot a bear. It's uh, it's definitely not the case. You know, the har- you look at the harvest rates, and it's all publicly available on the DNR website. But you look at the harvest rates for Minnesota, and it's pretty darn low. Um, you know, it's not even not even close to. Uh, 100%. It's it's way below that. So, you know, it's not something that's ever a guarantee. And bears, um, you know, especially bigger ones, they're no idiots. They uh, <laughs> they've seen bear bear bait before, and and uh, they they have the best smell out of pretty much any animal on the planet. So, if they smell someone sitting in a stand, they're like, uh, no, I can go find food somewhere else. So, it's not. Uh, it's not an easy thing. It's something that you really, really got to work at and be consistent with. And and if you get lucky, you have one walk in. And you're right. I mean, if it was an easy thing, they'd be on the endangered species list, and they're not. There's plenty of them out right, there. Right. Yeah, there are lots of them. We found that out this spring. <laughs> yeah. I think it was record numbers for uh, for calls to the DNR, DNR for uh, bears and bird feeders and bears knocking over grills and stuff like that. Yeah. There's no shortage of them. All right, so and, and bear bear hunting is just the start for you. You uh, you kind of have a you, you like to hunt. Period, right? Oh yeah, anything. 
what comes after that? I know you, uh, you you do a lot of stuff up in Middle River during the uh, the big Goose Fest, and, and and what else happens? Yeah, so the same day that bear hunting opens, dove hunting opens. Um, so you can go out and shoot doves. Um, and also early goose season starts. Um, so, you know, I, I've already got some guys that are looking at fields and stuff like that. Unfortunately, I won't be able to get out that first week because I'll be... <laughs> dealing with bear hunters but after that i'll i'll try to get out early goose hunting a few times and might might go dove hunting a time or two um it's pretty tough to do around here we don't have a lot of small grain um but you know if i drive back home and i can find a barley or wheat field that uh that a lot of doves are using it's really fun to throw out some decoys a couple spinners and and uh doves come in it's it's pretty fun and it's good practice for for grouse and woodcock season which opens mid-september and then, uh, you know, you got duck season opening late September and early October, and then it just kind of steamrolls into everything. Then you got deer, and it's just fall turkey. Everything starts to piece together, and you wake up every morning, and you got to figure out what you want to chase. It's fishing and a whole lot more with Matt Brewer from North Country Guide Service. We'll wrap it up next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Take good notes so you sound smart. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Matt Brewer from North Country Guide Service. My guest, we've been talking fishing and we've been talking hunting because there's a lot of hunting seasons come up and Matt is in the thick of most of them. You do duck hunting as well, I presume? Oh yeah, lots of duck hunting. And yeah, my son my son actually got uh, into duck hunting pretty good last year, so I'm really excited for this season to have him you know, out on the duck boat a bunch and and uh, we enjoy watching the dog work, and duck hunting is a lot of fun, especially especially late season, like uh, you know, late October, when when a lot of diver ducks are around. You know, we don't have a a, a great amount of fields around, so uh, the puddle duck hunting, you know, mallards and stuff, is a little tougher because when they do come through, they're landing on lakes that are full of wild rice, and you might see fifty mallards sitting in one pocket of rice and you set up there the next morning and they land in the next pocket over <laughs> so uh, so it's a little tougher around here but um but duck hunting is something i'm really excited for so um and you know i always hear from people not all people but there's there's always those people, there's no duck hunting there's no good duck hunting in minnesota so i'll ask you is there good duck hunting in minnesota the people who say there's no good duck hunting in minnesota have never been to northern minnesota <laughs> okay um, you know, when I grew up, duck hunting was like ridiculous, ridiculous in the Thief River, Middle River area. Um, you know, you got Thief Lake up there, you got Agassiz, you got a ton of cropland. I mean, the duck hunting up there is absolutely phenomenal. It's not as good as it was in the 80s and 90s um, by any means. You know, the flyway shifted a little bit. Um, you know, water just isn't as abundant. Um, you know, it's very rare to find a flooded a flooded weed field or flooded cornfield anymore. Um, so, you know, we don't, it's true. We don't have as many ducks that fly through anymore, but, um, but Northern Minnesota for puddle ducks can be absolutely fantastic. You just got to know how to, to hunt a field or you got to be in the right pond. And a lot of times that involves some pretty good hiking. Um, you know, you got to get back in some of the deeper stuff where, where the ducks are, are hiding. They're not just, sitting out in front of the access at every at every uh, 
out in front of every ramp just waiting for you to shoot them there you, know, you got to put in your work and then like i said if you can adapt and and uh get into diver hunting the diver hunting around here is i mean it's it's hands down uh one of the best things you can do in minnesota we've got some awesome lakes you know plantain bemidji unfortunately you can't hunt but anyone who's driven by there you know, as the ice is starting to form, you can see yeah. thousands and thousands of ducks. Well, you can shoot those. You just have to figure out different lakes that they're landing on. Right. <laughs> Leech Lake is always phenomenal. Um, you know, so it, there's good duck hunting in Minnesota. Uh, granted, it's not as good as places like North Dakota or South Dakota, but it's still probably one of the top five states in, in the U.S. So, A couple weeks, or a couple weeks, a couple years ago, I remember talking to you about heron hunting. Crane. Crane hunting, yes, crane hunting. Yep, cranes, yep. So when does that happen? So that'll open, um, it's it's mid-September. It opens before the actual waterfall season. It happens uh, during early goose season. So there is a kind of like a uh, an overlap there where you can go out during early goose season and you can harvest cranes, but it's limited to the northwest corner of the state and you you know you have to be in that area and uh and they opened it up several years ago and and we're one of very few states in the US that you can actually harvest cranes so we're lucky um you can only harvest one a day which stinks a little bit but uh you know we're like I said we're lucky we we get to hunt them at all so yeah um and, and that, where where will we find cranes pretty much anywhere yeah, I mean, you get it up in the northwest there, you're going to find them in, you know, cut cornfields or they'll land in wheat and they'll land in pastures. They're they're a little unpredictable and they have amazing eyesight and and uh, are really tough to hunt. But uh, if you can get them figured out and patterned and you got some really good decoys and you got a really good hide, uh, you, you can do well on cranes. So. Okay. Anything else we should know about as we get ready for fall? No, it's going to be that time of year where there's a lot of different stuff to cover. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, there's always the, the, the perennial deer hunting. Uh, do you do you archery hunt or do you rifle hunt or both? No, I rifle hunt, um, and I really am not too into deer hunting. Um, okay. you know, I'll go out and harvest my deer every year because I love the meat. Um, but I'm more into like watching, you know, my son go out and try to harvest or my wife go out and hunt i'm i'm much more into that stuff um than doing it myself i just i try to go out and fill my tag and i'm not a trophy hunter i just want i just want to meet deer so (laughs) okay got it um in the meantime for those of us who are going fishing i guess it's uh it's uh hit lake bemidji right now yeah i i mean all the other lakes too are producing big turtle plantain I've heard a lot of good reports from some of the other lakes. It's just, for me personally, giving you my experience, I've been on Lake Bemidji, and, and it's good. All right. Anything else uh, for us before we wrap up? No. Um, I, I guess I would say if you're going fishing this weekend, I'd probably stay away from Lake Bemidji. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to be a zoo. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of boats on there, that's for sure, with the tournament. Um, if anybody wants to use your services for fishing, hunting, otherwise, how do they get uh, that set up? Uh, simply go to northcountryguides.com, and all of our contact information is listed there. Um, if you want to give us a call, it's 218-766-1814.
All right. Matt Brewer from North Country Guide Service, as always. Matt, thanks for all the insight. Thank you. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A do operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.